Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Quite a bit to talk about between the NBA and NHL, so let's get right down to it. Last night we had the Oklahoma City Thunder being plowed into a brick wall by Russell Westbrook uh, as he somehow managed to turn this series all about him yet again uh, as he declared he was going to shut down Ricky Rubio, which... To give you a proper context, Ricky Rubio wouldn't even crack the top 30 of NBA ball players, let alone uh, be considered a top 10 player. He had a good game in uh, Game 3. But the fact that Russell Westbrook went out of his way saying he was going to shut down Ricky Rubio, who's pretty much a pass-first point guard, you knew this was not going to end well for Oklahoma City. And in fact, it was their worst loss of uh, the playoffs thus far. So now they're uh, down 3-1 to the Utah Jazz, which, again, is primarily a one-man team of Donovan Mitchell uh, setting records left and right. Uh, Basically, he joins an exclusive company with MJ and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as the only rookies to score 110 points in the playoffs uh, 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 as a rookie, obviously. But be that as it may, the fact that Russ picked up two early fouls, got himself out of the game, and allowed Utah to control the pace of the game and do whatever they wanted to the Thunder, it's the height of selfishness. Because at the end of the day, basketball's a team game. Russ took it upon himself to try and be overly aggressive with Rubio, got himself in foul trouble, and his team was never recovered from that. Then, in the post-game presser, he gets a snippy with the reporter asking if the aggressive play uh, was detrimental to his team, and he flat out said that it's not about uh, Rubio and him. When he was the one who brought up the fact that he was going to shut down Ricky Rubio, he didn't say anything about Donovan Mitchell. He picked on the guy he thought it was going to be an easier mark to, to take a, advantage of. So, again, this is uh, 
such a waste. Because, yeah, did Rubio score the 30-plus points that he did in Game 3? No. But he didn't need to because everyone else was open because Russ was uh, overcommitted on defense. And out of position uh, um, most of the time. So it led to a lot of easy buckets for the Jazz. Uh, I mean, that that uh, was not much of a game last night. Uh, so I got to turn in early. Uh, but as it stands, the Thunder obviously uh, are an elimination game from here on out. Utah can close out on OKC. Uh, and I'm not sensing anything coming from Mello or Paul George that's giving me a whole lot of confidence that these guys are really going to rally behind uh, Westbrook. Yeah, they, they may come out firing in, in Game 5 and put it on the Jazz early, but this Jazz team has enough confidence now, despite the fact that the, uh, talent-wise there is a, there is a significant gap. But the way the Thunder are playing, it's it's brain dead. You, you cannot operate this way. So uh, it's not sustainable right now. Meanwhile, speaking of guys who can't let things go, you got uh, Kevin Durant liking uh, Instagram posts of guys arguing about Westbrook being too selfish and costing Oklahoma City, and that's why KD left. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I maybe it's just me being old and not necessarily aligning with a, uh, being a millennial probably, but, you know, I don't understand how, and to me, social media in itself is exhausting trying to go back and forth with guys, so I, I tend not to do it, but for an active public figure like Kevin Durant to solicit feedback and uh, start liking posts, so basically what KD did, uh, and this is what KD does, uh, he liked the post. Didn't realize that he didn't do it under one of his many burner accounts, which, which we've talked about on the podcast before. So instead, he had to uh, he decided to retract the statement, saying that it was an accidental like of the post. You know, my thing is, in a perfect world, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook would be teammates for life with each other because they're both insufferable in certain ways. Katie has an incessant need to be liked. Russ has an incessant need to be the man, and they don't like each other. It's clearly obvious that they don't like each other. For years, KD was okay with Russ trying to be the alpha on the team, even though he was clearly the better player, because he just wanted to be the guy who's liked. Then, KD wanted to win, and he knew he could never win with Russ, so that's why he left Oklahoma City. But instead of just actually being blunt about it and just being honest with him, uh, himself and just stating as such, he always does this uh, vacillating between, oh, well, maybe it was this uh, uh, situation, why things didn't work out. But then at the same time, he doesn't want to be the guy that's coming off like out of a prick and, and uh, uh, poo-pooing his teammate, even though he takes shots at his, uh, veiled shots at his teammates, and I'm sure he, he's been doing it because now uh, it's it's been widely acknowledged that he uses all these burner accounts that he truly wants to take shots at Russ. But just put your name to it. If, you, if you're liking the post that someone's taking a shot at Russ for being selfish and that's why Oklahoma City's down 3-1, just own it. it. You know, it's just tiresome between these two because Russ always makes it uh, about himself 
and then complains to everyone and their mother about why everyone keeps making it about him and whoever he's going up against. And then KD, on the flip side, just to try to distance himself for any uh, stance that he takes on a particular matter, even though he's actively paying attention to it, while he says, oh no, I'm not, uh, I'm not following that, that stuff, I'm just here to play basketball. You know, both of these guys are insufferable. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get into some, some of the other uh, topics that happened with the games last night. Uh, the Houston Rockets uh, just had an absolute three-point barrage, scored 50 points in the third quarter, so uh, they took a commanding 3-1 lead against the uh, Timberwolves. Uh, not surprising, uh, just uh, because of the fact that uh, Minnesota can't guard the three-point line. I, I mean, Minnesota came out hard game four to make sure they didn't get swept, but uh, I mean, they game three to make sure they didn't get swept, but you know, at the end of the day, it, they're limited by the fact that defensively they're not a good team outside of uh, Jimmy Butler. So, I mean, the Houston was always going to have uh, a heightened advantage uh, in certain uh, aspects of uh, the game. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, coming to the forefront. So, uh, look for Houston to close them out here and uh, in Game 5. And that pretty much puts a bow on the series. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you've got uh, the Warriors set to eliminate the Spurs tonight. I mean, the Spurs got their win in Game 4 uh, to stave off uh, the sweep. But uh, by all accounts, uh, Golden State should be able to take care of business tonight. Uh, I, I can't see Mono Ginobili coming up with that performance again. Uh, the Spurs did everything they could to avoid the sweep and at least... Uh, give some measure of uh, solace to Greg Popovich. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, they're just completely outclassed by the Warriors. Uh, even if Kawhi was, uh, had suited up to play, they would have been outclassed by the Warriors because Kawhi just did not have any uh, conditioning, which is part of the reason why I think he's holding himself out is that he doesn't want to get embarrassed either. But, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors uh, should be in good shape. And they're going to need it because uh, the Pelicans, off their sweep of the Trailblazers, which I talked about, I had deep reservations about Damian Lillard showing up to play uh, Game 4. And, you know, the, uh, the, the Pelicans just took care of business early. That, again, that, that was not much of a game uh, for in terms of uh, this past weekend. So... Between uh, Drew Holiday's 41 points and Rondo, the Warriors are going to have their hands full in the second round against the Pelicans because Anthony Davis has size. It's going to be a matchup problem for the Warriors. Uh, KD's going to have to try to guard him, and Davis is going to body him up. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, dilemma for the Warriors because if Steph isn't healthy enough to go, uh, the point guard battle is going to be lopsided in favor of of the Pelicans, and the Pelicans, I feel, are going to be best suited slowing the uh, tempo down, and Rondo's a master of that in the half court. They'll get their fast break points, because uh, obviously you're not going to pass up free points, but at the same time, uh, when it needs to come down to crunch time and you want to limit the Warriors' possessions from being able to shoot those three-pointers, uh, Rondo's going to be smarter about uh, getting that taken care of, so... I, I look at this series, uh, upcoming series, as one the Warriors have to be very careful of 
because Rondo is going to put them in awkward positions that they are not used to being in. Uh, so uh, that should be uh, very interesting to take a look at. And then you've got the Cavs and Pacers series, which I told you before, uh, I thought it was a, a six or seven game series, depending on how some of those uh, wins were going to fall. Uh, it, it's going back uh, tied 2-2 to Cleveland tonight. Lance Stevenson has amped up the ant- antics. You know, at the end of the day, LeBron James is on the cap, so they're going to win this series. It's just a matter of how long he stretches out to. As long as the Pacers play hard, they can uh, push this to a seven, uh, seventh game. I, I'm, I wouldn't be remotely surprised uh, by that. But, uh, you know, it's just too much LeBron. The question is, how much energy can LeBron afford to expend in this series? Uh, just because they they are going to get a break in the next round because Toronto, once again, exposing themselves as the frauds they are, uh, are also uh, in a uh, neck deep in the series to, uh, with them and the Wizards because Toronto can't seem to figure out a way of getting easy buckets. Uh, everything's a grind with Toronto, given their size, and Cal Lowry's disappearing in the playoffs again. So uh, that series is going to stretch out. I mean, if they manage to lose to the Wizards, everybody needs to get moved off Toronto. And I like Dwayne Casey as a coach, but his players are going to get him fired. Uh, so we, between Lowry and DeRozan, you're going to break that up. Same, uh, and it'd be the same deal as uh, that's going to it's going to happen with the Trailblazers. You're going to have to split up Lillard and McCollum because they both play the same position and you have a deficiency there because they're both undersized and it makes it way too easy for uh, guards that are can see over them like Rondo and uh, take advantage of uh, their defensive uh, uh, liabilities. All right, so uh, we had that in the NBA. Going into the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, you had uh, Washington close out uh, Columbus in a series that shouldn't have gone as long as it did. Uh, realistically, Washington should have closed this one out in five. Uh, but, you know, they made the decision to not start Brandon Holtby and quickly realized that not starting your starting goaltender, even if he's not playing at 100%, it's still better than playing a backup in the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says. You know, they could say you need two goalies. If your backup isn't a top 10 goalie, and not everyone's going to have a situation like the Pens where you had uh, Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury on this same team. Uh, it's, it just doesn't really happen in the salary cap era. Uh, you know, you're just asking for trouble. So uh, the Caps got away with it. Uh, they were able to pull through just because... They've got more depth than uh, Columbus. Uh, Columbus, you know, they're they're a good team. They're not a they're not a great team, and you know, I don't think the Caps are a great team either. I think they're gonna get uh, pounded on by uh, the Penguins yet again in the playoffs. Uh, but they're still a stronger team than Columbus, uh, uh, so they're not gonna get swept the way Columbus did uh, by the uh, Penguins last year. Uh, but I do see the Caps struggling mildly against the Penguins. I don't see that being a uh, a long uh, a long series as uh, people are anticipating it to be uh, uh, for uh, the Pens and the Capitals, uh, just because uh, the Pens 
started getting clicking uh, uh, later on as that Philly series wore on, uh, and they have their defensive pairing set up. Uh, I, I look at that as a matchup where the things that Washington does well, Pittsburgh can counter and uh, take care of business. The interesting series that we have, and it's going to a Game 7, is the uh, Boston-Toronto uh, series. Uh, Toronto showed me something uh, in the fact that they were willing to battle uh, with uh, Boston getting physical. And once again, Rick Nash is uh, starting to shrink away uh, from the playoffs as uh, the level of tension mounts. Uh, this is the reason why the Rangers needed to offload Nash because uh, we've seen this story before. Uh, Boston uh, needs goals, and basically it's coming down to uh, Pastranek and Marchand to get it done. Uh, Bacchus has been a non-factor basically outside of just uh, getting into scrums. And like I said, Nash is not putting up uh, the numbers that they've been looking for. Uh, so it's going to come down to Boston's... Uh, Top line, and if Bergeron uh, is feeling better, uh, th- that uh, certainly can give him a boost. But uh, uh, it's it's anyone's uh, anyone's uh, series at this point uh, in terms of uh, of uh, how it goes. Because uh, you know Toronto's got a little bit of momentum; they're feeling good about themselves. Uh, but I still think Boston's a better team. And I do think that uh, the matchup uh, uh, in the next round is going to be a seven-game series. Uh, whoever wins out and plays uh, the Lightning, because the Lightning still haven't quite hit that gear yet where I'm feeling confident as to uh, what they're going to do. Nashville hit that switch when they closed out uh, the Avalanche. I still didn't see that switch from the Lightning. They were still struggling with a Devils team that's good, but, you know, you can get past that team if you're if you're truly a Stanley Cup contender. So uh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, whoever makes it out of uh, that uh, uh, series uh, between Boston and the Lightning. So uh, get into baseball. Uh, I'm going to do a, a breakdown of a contest real quick. It's the Low Ball Championship on DraftKings uh, presented by Archer. So basically, with a low ball. You're trying to get the low score possible. So uh, you're picking from selection players uh, and uh, basically trying to get the worst performance possible. So uh, I'm going to do it in reverse of what I would normally do, obviously, uh, and find the matchups that are the least appealing uh, that I would go for uh, in order to get the lowest amount of points. So uh, in terms of the Tier 1 pitchers, uh, you've got a selection of... uh, Charlie Morton, uh, Rick Porcello, Robbie Ray, Tanner Rourke, Cole Hambles, and Kenta Maeda. I'm going with Maeda against the Dodgers. Uh, Maeda is unlikely to make it past the fifth inning. So out of those guys, I'm trying to minimize the damage because that's the best player. So uh, it's your starter. So I'm going with the worst starter, obviously, in Maeda. Uh, the one I'm expecting to go the least amount of innings and uh, take it from there. Uh, in Tier 2, you've got Jay Happ. Shohei Otani, obviously you're avoiding Otani at all costs here, just because even if he does blow up against the Astros, he's probably going to strike out a couple of guys on the way there. So I'm avoiding Otani. You got Zach Wheeler against the Cards, Ian Kennedy against the Brewers, uh, Andrew Triggs, so Oakland and Texas, 
And my pick, uh, Kyle Freeland of the Rockies uh, going up against the Padres. It's in course, so I'm going with Freeland and anticipating a lot of runs being scored. So uh, uh, going for the worst uh, matchup here. In Tier 3, we got the best hitter. So you got Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Charlie Blackman, Carlos Correa. These are all guys who can hit. So I'm going with Mookie Betts against Hap. Hap, you know, not exactly a great pitcher, but uh, a couple of these other matchups still uh, scare me in terms of what they can do. Uh, I think, uh, if anything, uh, Betts uh, is the one who's the least consistent out of the group, so uh, that's my rationale there. In Tier 4, you've got Machado, Reese Hoskins, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, George Springer, and J.D. Martinez, you know. This is one where you're trying to avoid stacks. So I'm not doing J.D. Martinez just because in case the Red Sox do go off on Hap, uh, it kind of puts you in a uh, tougher spot because then uh, your players are scoring positive points. So I'm going to go with Reese Hoskins here against Robbie Ray. Ray's a strikeout machine, so I'm hoping Re- uh, Hoskins punches out a couple of times. In Tier 5, uh, you got Michael Conforto, A.J. Pollock, D.J. LeMahieu, uh, Christian Yelich, Trey Turner, Justin Smoke. Uh, I'm going with Eric Thames, though, against Ian Kennedy. Kennedy's not uh, a strikeout pitcher, per se, but uh, Thames has been punching out a storm. Uh, and he's still only batting two fifty on the year, even with uh, uh, the hot start he got off to. So uh, I'm going with Thames here. Tier 6, this one's a clear-cut choice to me. It's Joey Gallo, the three-outcome pitcher. Either he's going to walk, he's going to strike out, or he's going to hit a home run. I'm hoping for the strikeout here for the low ball contest. Uh, the other uh, guys you go with are Moustakis, Jed Lowry, uh, Starling Marte, Lorenzo Cain, Bellinger, uh, Nick Castellanos, and uh, uh, Justin Upton. Again, all these are options that could be good, so... I'd rather take the guy I know can punch out quite a bit. Then in Tier 7, I'm going with Marcel Ozuna. Uh, there are a couple other names here that I can go with, but Ozuna's not swinging the bat well. And uh, hopefully you can get a good start out of Wheeler that's going to make sure he doesn't uh, have a good outing today. And uh, uh, in Tier 8, I'm going with Adam Jones, another guy who's struggling. Uh Hopefully, he doesn't break out against uh, Faria of the Rays. Uh, again, trying to get as low as possible with uh, such a crappy lineup. But, uh, yeah, so, again, that'd be Maeda, Freeland, Betts, Hoskins, Thames, Gallo, Ozuna, and Adam Jones. Do not play this for any cash games ever. But uh, uh, for a low-ball tournament, uh, this should be a crappy enough team that I at least finish in the bottom third of uh, <laughs> of the participants here. I'm sure people are going to go with this uh, lineup as well, and uh, we'll see how many of us are able to uh, mat- well minimize uh, success rates here. But uh, uh, that's all I've got for today. Uh, we'll see how the NBA games go, and uh, we'll have uh, more NHL talk uh, to come. So uh, that's all for now. Have a good one, folks.